This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. I'm Chris. I'm Chad. And together, we're a pair Paranormal of normal guys. guys. Oh, that was unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> That's new. Yeah. <laughs> like that? I was scared for I a minute. I was improvising. It's probably the heat yeah. has affected your, your mind. No. I don't think so. You know, I mean, it might have, and we just don't know. I mean, it's been like a thousand degrees. Yeah, that's true. I was out there cooking a sandwich on my car hood earlier. So another not quite so extended break, but a little bit more than usual. Yeah, there was a little bit of a delay. A little bit, but we're back mm-hmm. again. Right. Yeah, we do have a few little like plans in the works that we're trying to get going uh-huh. that are very exciting. They are so it takes a little bit of time. It does. You got to work through things. It's like a fine, uh, I don't know, tooth comb, forged weapon. Oh. Is that what I was forged weapon? Yes. There. Okay. <laughs> Fine forged weapon. Uh-huh. Like a set of adamantium claws. Sure. Those are infused, though, aren't they? Infused with bacon flavor. Mm-hmm. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's been going on with you, Chad? Uh, just been working through stuff, man. So mostly stuff with uh, my power through my insurance and health reasons and. Miscellaneous things. That's about it, really. How about you? Trying to stay in air conditioning as much as possible. Yeah, that's true. I uh, Very steamy. Yeah, a lot of moisture when I get out in the heat, sun, <laughs> light. A lot of drippage. Ew. Yeah. It's like an old weathered roof on a dilapidated house. You know it's going to be wet. <laughs> things are dripping off of it. And you don't want to see it in bright light. I, I, that does kind of describe you to a T. Yeah, kind of. Just not as sturdy. Um, but yeah. So, is it good to sleep under you in a, in a driving rain? Not at all. <laughs> It'll probably get moist and smell funny. Oh. But no, I'm not doing much. Trying to those little couple projects we got going. Trying to do a little bit with each one of those every so often and try to get those further along. Yeah. Do you think we're going to have a, <clears throat> now that I got the truck, uh, I guess we can get some more materials for the studio. We can. 
That's yeah. exciting. That is exciting. I'll have to put a, po- a, a picture of that up on uh, Instagram. The future site of Pong Studio, what it would, 1B? You can get all your crap out of there before you take a picture? Or 2A? No, it, that's the future site of picture. That's Smithry Studios, isn't it? Sure. Is that where we're going to name it? Isn't it just going to be Smithry Studio? Isn't everything going to go under Smithry? It's not going to be Pong Studio 2A? No, no, just Smithry. Smithry Studio. Smithry Studios. Fair enough. From Smithry Campus on Smithry Mountain. Smithry Productions. Mm-hmm. Presents. Yeah. <laughs> we present Paranormal Guys. I wonder if we could get uh, Seth to do that on uh, his next movie. Oh, maybe. Just just put Smithry Productions. Just Smithry right there. Yeah. Just yeah. take his name off completely. Well, he could put he could leave his own. He'd there. be like written by and edited Seth Breedlove, a Smithry production. We'll give him like ten bucks. You know. So back again and once again we're gonna do a show that we're not really uh there's no script on this uh, one. Uh, this one's gonna go full salvo. There's there's less less script on this one than there was the last one. That's true. I don't even have a notebook. Yeah. So Chad, uh huh, you know what it's time for. What's that? It's time for the Pero News Story. Brought to you by Haunted Heartland Records. <laughs> Why do you make fun of it? I'm not. Our board has stuff and we need to use that. Hey, I'm all about it. It's a nice board. I mean, if you're a fan of Paranormal Guys and listen to the shows mm-hmm. all the way through. Yeah. You know there's something coming up. If you don't listen to the shows all the way through listen to the end (laughs) i'm just kind of saying there may be a whole series of recordings called cryptid in a cave (laughs) i don't know (laughs) cross your fingers what would it sound like if a cryptid whatever animal or whatever cryptid we want to throw out there was in a cave (laughs) by himself (laughs) by himself after a recent rain (laughs) anyway yes so, Chad, uh... Uh-huh. This, uh, this paranoid news guy, this story, <laughs> is in, a uh, Swahili. Mm-hmm. I'll take the first story tonight, Chad. Okay, where'd you find that story at? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this story comes to us from Cryptozoology News. Ooh. I like them. They're pretty good. Check yeah. out their site. You should. Police officer records Mothman-like humanoid footage in New Mexico desert. The hell you say? I do. Hmm. Comes from Lordsburg, New Mexico. A law enforcement officer on Friday submitted footage of what he calls an unidentified creature. The officer, who chose to remain anonymous, told Cryptozoology News that he was driving his car south of Lordsburg when his cell phone camera captured the incident this week. I saw this thing out of the corner of my eye, he said. The 38-second video shows a desert back road through the windshield as as the car drives through the night. It is at the five-second mark that a dark-shaped humanoid figure with white, bright eyes and long arms flashes the officer. (laughs) Well. (laughs) He had a trench coat on. Mm -hmm. I was alone. There is also some strange light and humming sound around the 18-second mark, he explains. It was a bright, rotating light laminating around the area. So, this unknown humanoid figure with bright white eyes and long arms flashes the officer. Uh-huh. He was al- and he, he says he was alone. There was also a strange light and some humming sound around the 18-second mark, he explains. 
It was a bright rotating light laminating around my area. Okay. And then it disappears in a flash. <laughs> All humming sound ceases, and this prompted me to review the video mm-hmm. over and over. <laughs> with one hand. The officer adds that he was left with a strange and eerie feeling after the event. Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe it was a bear because he says <laughs> there are no bears in the desert trade in southern New Mexico. That's right. They're overweight, they get real sweaty, and they can't always keep their facial hair trimmed the way they like it. Mainly otters. Mm-hmm. I was armed to the teeth, but believe me, I had no desire to walk in the dark, desolate mountain terrain to figure out what the thing was. The initial contact with the officer consisted of an email asking Cryptozoology News for an opinion on the video and didn't request to be published. It was later during the gathering of background information regarding the footage that a decision was made to make the video available to the public. Some of our readers believe the silhouette could just be a puppet being held while the other person is recording the video, while others are calling the footage genuine. Mm-hmm. The Mothman, a ghostly winged humanoid, was reportedly first seen on November 12, 1966 in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The original report stated that five men were digging a grave at the local cemetery when they spotted the cryptid. Three days later, two different couples reported seeing a flying human with red glowing eyes chasing their vehicles. Vehicle? Mm-hmm. Get your story right. According to cryptozoological literature, the creature is believed to be able to predict upcoming events that have the potential to impact human life. The Mothman proper properties properties the Mothman, the Mothman prophecies written by parapsychologist author John Keel in 1975 painstakingly describes the events that lead to the collapse of the Silver Bridge. The story was later brought to the big screen by director Mark Pellington and starred Richard Gere on a film with the book's name. So there you go. Well, hmm. so they think we got Jim Henson on it, huh? Could be a puppet. Hi-ho, Chip the Mothman here. Now, uh, as always, the link to that will be in the show notes on the website, paronormalguys.com. You can review that footage for yourself And probably come to the same conclusion I did about the footage. Yeah, what's that? Well, for, the first time I watched it was where the glowing eyes and long arms, because there's nothing on that video other than blurry black and white dark road. And then there is, they slow it down at the end, and you see two little lights. But I don't see where they're getting. Oh yeah, the Mothman. Hmm. So I don't know. You be the judge. Judgy, judgy. So. What do you uh, have up for us tonight? Well, I had to comb the web extensively to find us another story involving the dog man. I got mine from Cryptozoology News. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, about the same place. (laughs) Uh, This is about a Michigan woman, and she claims she saw a dog man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you believe that. I do. Well, this in Michigan, a woman on Sunday said she spotted a humanoid in Oakland County. Oakland? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 20-year-old LB, as she's known. Told Cryptozoology News she was driving on an undisclosed Michigan road when she came upon the unidentified beast. He was very scary. Uh, She (laughs) said, I was driving and looked at the side of the road because I saw something large move. Uh Yeah, we do that. The student reports about the midday encounter. I noticed it right away. The woman described the alleged humanoid as having a dog's head Mm -hmm. and a man's body. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looked like a fit man. Although covered slightly in hair, 
It had the head of a gray dog, and it was very tall, she added. The creature, she explains, was swaying back and forth. Yo, it was swaying strangely <laughs> like I have never seen a creature move before. Never been to the club when I was there. She provided the following sketch of the creature by using our online drawing tool contained within the report form. Really? Uh, um, well, <laughs> the I mean, I'm sure, online drawing. I'm sure the tool worked fine. <laughs> sure. It had a human body with a dog's head, credit LB. Apparently, it also had a giant eyeball-like nipples. Wait, um, is that where the picture you showed me came from? Yeah. Was their online drawing tool? Yeah, the one that looks like uh, one of those old... Uh, Oh, what were they? those muscle monsters? So please, mm-hmm. if you if you are listening to this show, do yourself a favor. Go to the show notes and follow the link for the Dogman story and look at this picture she drew. Yep, go look at Nipple Dog Beast. Yes. Uh, the Dogman is a cryptid reputed to live in the northwestern quadrant of Michigan's lower peninsula. Although other sightings have been documented in other states, such as Wisconsin, oh. this unproven creature was first reported spotted in 1887. 1887? Wow. It was reported by two lumberjacks who described it as having a human body and a dog's head. In the fall of 2016, a Canadian businessman told Cryptozoology News he had spotted a creature that looked like a wolf walking upright while driving through Wisconsin. What's that about? Seven he looks months like earlier, a wolf and he was in the forest, eh? eh and I don't was. know what it was all about. It's crazy. Seven months earlier, a 13-year-old Muskego, Wisconsin, a 13-year-old in... Oh, seven <laughs> months earlier, a 13-year-old in Muskego, Wisconsin, allegedly had an encounter with a similar creature. In 2015, a group of three people in Michigan reportedly came across an unidentified dog-like creature in the woods of St. Clair County. So, dog man. Bray Road. He's everywhere. Where is Bray Road? Isn't that Michigan? Uh, Minnesota. No, it's Michigan, yeah. Mm. I was going to say something about Minnesota, but I don't know why. Yeah, it's in Michigan. So, Dogman likes the uh, the northern states. He does. He likes his food not very spicy. He likes butter and cream. Walleye. Yeah, he likes chubs. Sausage and cheese. Mm-hmm. What and else the, do they have up there? And the Packers. Let me think. Yeah, and probably likes to hang out in the Dells. <laughs> Wisconsin Dells? Uh-huh. Yeah, watch them water ski. Oh, you know, they have a lot of cows there, eh? I can... <laughs> Do they say a? No. Wait. No. Yeah. Not in Wisconsin. I had no. a I had a friend in grade school that moved down from Wisconsin, and he said a. Huh. I was around a lot of Minnesota. Well, not a lot, but Those I was around Minnesota. some Minnesotans this is Wisconsin. for a while. Well, it's under Minnesota, right? Yeah, it's no, in between. It's... Yeah, because we had to drive past the Dells to go to St. Paul. Well, it's like Michigan's here, Wisconsin's it's here, somewhere, and then Minnesota's the other where. I don't know. Point is that <laughs> they definitely don't talk. Like we do here. <laughs> Your paranormal guy's ge- geography mm-hmm. lesson for the day. Yeah, you could see where we were pointing with our hands in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. It's the dog man. It's up there. It's standing by the road. He's probably looking for some walleye. He's crazy. Oh, by golly. Dog man. <laughs> anyway, that's don't, my story and I'm sticking to it. Don't you know? Uh-huh. Don't you know? Leak will be gone. It's a casserole. No, they don't have casseroles up there. They have hot dish. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah, they don't have a casserole. They make it, it's a hot dish. Huh. You want a tuna hot dish? It's good. We put 
we put some crumbled up potato chips on top of it. So then if you go buy shredded cheese, do they have the casserole blend of cheese or do they have the hot dish blend? I don't know. I didn't look at all the labels up there because <laughs> when you go to their produce department, there's uh-huh. some weird stuff over there. Jellied moose nose. Mm, no, but you know those uh, those uh, brain testicles that fall off the trees here? What are brain they? testicles? Yeah, what are they? Green, the green brain things. Walnuts? No. The things that look like a brain you can't eat. Oh, off of the... Uh, what are they? Osage orange. Sure. Hedge apples. Yeah, okay, hedge apples. There. They actually sell those in the produce department up there. They couldn't do that here because we'd poison ourselves. They sell them up there so you can cut them and put them around so spiders... Spiders, yeah, and, and crickets. Yeah. So we couldn't do that here. You can't eat those? No, they're poisonous. <laughs> deer eat them. Well, deer also can't walk on asphalt roads, but that don't mean they can't eat those. They w- what? Yeah, you ever seen deer not break dance? They break dance on them constantly. Can't get by cars. They can't run away fast enough. You have your own unique little version of reality, don't you? It's whatever I see in front of me. I just report what I see, Chris. (laughs) In your dreams, I'm the honest. I'm I'm not the fake news. Deer can't walk on asphalt. That's right. (laughs) They fall right down. You spreading your lies. (laughs) (laughs) Dogs can't look up. So we're going to turn paranormal guys into the conspiracy show. Hey, hey, I got this from a government G-man. This is just Jesse. This deer is cannot walk on asphalt. That's why scientists uh, ge- genetically engineered deer so they couldn't walk across roads, but it backfired because they can walk across roads and they hit cars. And the only reason that cars hit them is because they they can't walk across it well. That's right. Conspiracy. Let's get Jesse Ventura on here. We could. Conspiracy theory. I want to get that other dude. Who? The guy from Texas. Leatherface? That yells all the time. I don't know. Who? I don't know his name. He well, just yells all the time. That tells me a lot. He gets really angry and yells. <laughs> well, I mean, I know a lot of people like that. Hmm. Coming up tonight, Chad. Yeah. After the break. I Now, I think we've we've talked about a couple haunted like cemeteries and stuff before, but we've never really done a ghost-type show. A non-specific ghost show? Exactly. All right. But tonight, we're going to talk about ghosties. Mm-hmm. Mainly Chad talking. but <laughs> Ghost in a cave for 25 minutes. Hello. I hope you enjoyed the musical interlude there by Mr. William Blanchard. It was good. I always enjoy it. <laughs> do you? I like to listen into the break music do while you? we're waiting to come back. Yeah, we do all this live. Most people don't know that. That's right. There's no editing. Uh-uh. Clean as a whistle. <laughs> Glad lightning can't strike here in the basement. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, <laughs> like we said before the break, we're going to talk ghosts tonight. Ghosts. And, uh... 
just so you know, I mean, we're not just coming right off the cuff on this with no prior knowledge. Uh, our own Chad is a former ghost investigator. I am. Senior lead investigator for Paranormal Investigations Incorporated. None of that's real. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. but really, Chad did used to investigate. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, my first little foray into the paranormal is like a grown-ass person. Was uh, I started, I went to Waverly shortly after I bought the hearse for our toy trade empire that didn't ever pan out. <laughs> and uh, so I uh, went up to Waverly and that's where I met uh, Miss Carrie Galloway. And I joined the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society. Transitioned from the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society into our own group. And I assisted Carrie in teaching some classes at University of Louisville Shelby Campus. And it was also at Bobby Mackey's Music World. Spent many nights at Waverly and just uh, investigated some uh, different sites all around the area, other states, you name it. Ghost conferences. Chris even accompanied me on one of the uh, ghost conferences one year in St. Louis. Yeah. Alton, Illinois. Alton. Mm Mm-hmm. Alton. Alton. Yes, sir. It was kind of fun. It was. So, we just thought we'd talk a little bit of uh, ghost cheeviousness tonight. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, me personally, I've never seen anything. I actually have not seen weird. a ghost. Unusual, spooky. Mm-hmm. Got some weird photographs. Had a weird... Uh, <laughs> of yourself in a mirror. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Scared me almost to death. Got that one back from the old photo mat and went, ah! Well, that's true. I said... We don't appreciate the fact that you're filming endangered species. I mean, we can't develop that, like sir. the great white whale. <laughs> uh, An albino walrus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Yeah, had diabetes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Aww. But, um, yeah, so we just thought we'd talk a little bit about ghosts. Kind of a general thing tonight. Maybe yeah. mention a few uh, haunted locations. So, uh, first off, uh-huh. there are... I guess there may be more than this, but mm-hmm. I mean, I think in general, if you're going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about, yeah, the, uh, the different types of hauntings, classifications of hauntings, yeah, however you want to call it, yeah, like there's residual. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when a place uh, kind of acts as a recorder and it replays events, sounds, things that have happened in the past. And this would be one of those like where you hear that classic, like oh, every third Thursday of the month on. At midnight, the lady in a white dress comes down the stairwell. The mysterious Aunt Flo shows up, and <laughs> next thing you know, there's blood everywhere in the house. And yeah, then it goes away. Yeah, then it goes away, <laughs> and she's fine. And she just disappears. But there's no interaction with that ghost. She uh, she just shows up, does her thing. It's like popping the old VCR tape in and hitting mm-hmm. play. Yep. And then there's your intelligent haunt, which is extremely rare. That is where the ghost actually interacts with you, as though it's an intelligent individual understands everything that's going on in the realm that it uh surveys like the like the librarian ghost in uh the beginning of ghostbusters sure exactly like that mm-hmm. that's usually what you get knock three times <laughs> librarian you know ghosts uh and then there's your poltergeist haunting which uh 
Caroline. Yeah. Caroline. Get on that TV. Yeah, if, don't watch static on TVs. That's There's all definition. All kinds of things. That can you know, that's that. that's the funny thing is most kids don't even don't know, know what static, static is, is mm-hmm. because it just goes to a black screen because there's no input you don't it. know not to sit and watch that and mm-hmm. touch the tv screen you should never do it it's lcd anyway you shouldn't be touching it <laughs> um mess that up but uh yeah um usually with uh poltergeist hauntings it's seems to uh <laughs> prepubescent girls well it seems to focus around an individual instead of an area or location I can show uh, similar traits to, like, um, intelligent haunting. Because you know, Chad, poltergeist is German for noisy ghost. Yeah, Chris, I know that. Probably your German heritage uh. links you directly to uh, understanding terms like that. Sure does. Poltergeist. Yep. Schraubenschlüssel. Uh-huh. In der Arschloh deep, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So those are those are kind of general, and I'm not saying that's all of them. And you know, there's just kind of a general. Hey, these are some of your standard things you can group most stuff into, and you don't jump up and say it's demon, or uh, you know, whatever portal, portal, yeah, portal. But uh, demon portal. Mm-hmm. They come to your house, empty refrigerator. I mean, as long as they're nice. You know, they don't leave muddy footprints on the floor. Whatever. In your satanic lifestyle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, I thought what we'd do tonight is we just, I'd talk a little bit about some of my experiences, maybe a couple investigations. Chris, I'm sure will have uh, questions that he'll want answered. Yes. <laughs> maybe some input. But uh, when I got involved with it, it was mainly uh, just a fascination of the paranormal, ghosts, afterlife, but I also like the equipment. Now, for for a time rep frame reference here, Chad, uh-huh. had any of the big, uh, you know, the shows started yet, really, when you started getting into it? Um, I think when I started, a lot of the shows, there had been a couple shows that were on, like, I think, World Scariest Places. But there wasn't, like, the Ghost Hunters Ghost Hunters explosion. wasn't a thing. One of the reasons I actually stopped doing it was because ghost hunting, ghost research had become kind of a pop culture thing with the shows. And it just seemed everybody thought they were going to be a ghost hunter. And you had people that were vying for locations and people that started trying to charge because they thought they were professional ghostbusters. And uh, I was like, you know, and I think it was 10 years. I actually, we went out and did research and investigations and, you know, Carrie was really thorough about, uh, researching and learning all the equipment and which the technical part of it fascinated me with the equipment they would try to use to take measurements. Um, but, um, Carrie was really thorough with that. That's what got her the, she landed a job with teaching the class, but yeah, the pop culture aspect of it hadn't quite started yet when I got into it. And and you know, what's funny? Well, I say funny, but not really. It's kind Uh of more sad than funny is now that some of those shows have been on so long and have started to lose popularity and go off the air. Mm -hmm. You're starting to get bored, more of the people that used to be on those shows kind of come out and say, yeah, 99% of that was utter fake. Oh, (laughs) I, I know. Like I've talked to people that will tell you even, one of the people that was at Bobby Mackey's that one of he's involved with one of the famous stories will just tell you, you know, the, the truth of what happened and what's written in a book or what they depict on a show. It, it's, it's not what actually happened. Right. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you have to get ratings. 
Well, I mean, if you <laughs> if you did a real ghost hunting show that was what it was like to go out and, and a do lot an of investigation, footage of people setting. it would just be a lot of footage of people <laughs> setting. And once in a great while, you'd get a a really good picture. You might get a sound. You make, what was that? Yeah. Oh, nothing. What, what did you hear? Oh, I heard that. And uh, or an EVP. <laughs> that was me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. But uh, yeah, it, it's very fascinating. And when you do get that little. Like, I got a couple really weird pictures at Bobby Mackey's downstairs in the uh, the basement that was the old uh, slaughterhouse in the dressing rooms. I got a couple good pictures there. Uh, I got a real good picture out at the uh, cemetery that's adjacent to Waverly Hills when the old columbarium was still there. Got a couple good pictures in the basement. And then um, one of the best things that ever happened, as far as um, paranormal goes. This show... Yes. Oh, so that wasn't what you were going to say. Paranormal guys. No, we uh. were we were teaching a class <laughs> out at U of L Shelby campus, and they used to let us use a house there that was supposedly haunted called Belvoir. And what we would do is, after the class had gotten to an end, we would let um, the class go do an overnight investigation at this location. So one night, um, I was there. And Carrie brought brought a group in, and we were doing an investigation, and we'd all kind of settled down. And, uh, of course I was a lot smaller then, so an inflatable air mattress was way more comfortable <laughs> than it is now. So I was laying on the, uh, on the air mattress and all of a sudden I just hear these footsteps just come racing down one of the stairways. And I was more like, and it comes around the corner. It goes into like the little entryway area. There's a hallway. There were two sets of stairs. One was close to a bathroom, but the, well. the yeah, the stairs that I was close to weren't <laughs> close to the bathroom. And it comes down, comes through the hallway, goes around the corner, and it stops right at the set of doors where I'm laying at on the floor. So I kind of rolled over and got on my fingertips, my tiptoes, and I inch up to the doorway and I look around and don't see anything. So finally I got on the radio and I was like, Carrie, Carrie. And then finally I hear her go, yeah. And uh, I said, did any of your uh, people upstairs get up and come downstairs? She said, no, we're all here. And I said, well, I just had a set of footsteps come racing down the stairs and come by and stop like right for, away from my head. So we all got up, turned on lights. Nobody had moved. And uh, it was just a really weird experience. And that was probably the uh, closest I've ever come to having the ethereal plane reach out and slap me in the keister. <laughs> ethereal plane. The ethereal plane. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, have... Seen or experienced nothing. <laughs> well, you know, you are out here in the middle of the woods. Well. One night. That's more for for cryptidy things than ghosty things. Well, you know, sometimes they believe those things we see and out in there as cryptids there. I mean, we didn't find any bones or anything when we were digging Not yet. the house. You haven't been digging a whole lot, though. Not since the house was Dug built. quite a bit to pour the basement. Just that one little section. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, yeah. Bad soil. Bad earth. But, yeah, that's probably been the uh, the most, uh, the closest I've come to actually coming face-to-face with some sort of paranormal entity. Right. Mm-hmm. So, hearing the thing, but now you did say you'd got some interesting, like, pictures. Uh-huh. <clears throat> got, got some really good photos. We, um, when we were at the old columbarium, which been, has been torn down, they, they basically had abandoned it because that cemetery, the Popper Cemetery, um, Germany. 
they had uh, started burying bodies on top of each other, not really uh, letting anybody know. So and when you... This is Waverly, right? And, no, this is out at... Uh, it's the cemetery that's beside Cave Hill Cemetery on Bartstone Oh, okay, Road. okay. There used to be a building there. It was Columbarium. And uh, they had abandoned it. So when you went in, there was just office furniture. There were still file cabinets with people's records. The uh, urns were in the columbarium still. Some people had busted some of them out. But you could go in and see where transients had been staying or uh, kids went in there and started playing like Magic the Gathering. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> scary. So we went down to the basement and they had a couple of cremators. One was an older model. One was fairly new. And uh, I decided, well, I'm going to take some pictures. I had a Kodak, I think it was a DC-280, one of the first nice digital cameras well. they put out. <laughs> Premium. Took like 15 AA batteries and ate through all of them within 12 pictures. <laughs> yeah, four pictures. Used like a 2 meg compact flash card. Yep. Nice. But it did take really good pictures for the time. 2 megapixel, I think it was, or Ooh. probably 1.86 megapixel or something. But I took a couple of pictures of the um, cremators. And down in the basement, I mean, it was... The picture came out really clean. The first one was clear, perfect. The second one just looked like milk and water. It was just all through the air. And, I mean, they were taken in sequence, so there was nothing that could have happened to make it look like that in between. That wasn't back during your uh, pipe smoking days, was it? No, sir. Uh. No, it wasn't. There was no no uh, anything in the air that I'd been smoking. Thank you. I was just wondering if it was back during your... When you like to say it's elementary all the time. Uh-huh. Days. No, I, I just had no, one of those pipes. No, it's my dear cat. I had one of those pipes for a while and didn't actually smoke it. <laughs> um, my Meerschaum pipe. Thank you. It was Meerschaum. You know, you have to take a finger and wet it and lick it to see if it's sticky, it's one grade. If it's not, it's another. And the collector that bought it from me said, fascinating. When he had me lick the pipe to check its degree of stickiness and moisture. But that's another degree story. Degree of stickiness. Now. There's something with that. Look it up. I don't know. Not an expert. I was just told that's how you test it. And then I had to report back after so they would know how much to pay me for the pipe. Wow. Uh, but uh, the picture was extremely fascinating. At the time, I was still part of the... Of you licking the Meerschaum pipe? No. Oh. Oh, you mean of the milky... Yeah, the ectoplasm. Substance. The ectoplasm in the room. Oh. Mm-hmm. thought it was but, kind yeah. of purple. No. No. It wasn't... And it made things It wasn't happy. a plasma light. Uh... <laughs> Was ectoplasm what they classify as ectoplasm? <laughs> so that was the uh, fascinating one of the fascinating photos I had. The other one uh, we went to Bobby Mackey's Music World to do an investigation. Fox News in the morning was there. Oh, and uh, so yeah. somewhere Barry Burns and days. I don't know somewhere there's some footage of that story and they cut to a little thing and I found a dead mouse and the guy that used to be Danger Boy that was the host. He's like, can we get you on camera for a second? They take a picture of that. And he's like, we did find something. And they just cut to me and I say, a dead mouse. Nice. So somewhere that exists out there, if they didn't reuse the videotape. I don't know what they used back then. Um, Mothman Prophecies had just come out at the theater, so that should tell you the oh. the time frame. Um, so we had uh, gone down there and I had just gotten a 35 millimeter SLR camera. And <laughs> I'd taken a couple of pictures in the old dressing rooms down there. He had it set up when people used to go here, like Red Fox and people like that. So I put my camera in the room. The room's just full of junk and stuff now. And it wouldn't work. Brand new camera, brand new battery. Take it out of the room. Take a picture. Works fine. Flash works. No problem. 
Works good. Put it back in the room. It was dead again. Take the camera out. Works fine. Finally, I get two pictures. And the two pictures look like, um, they kind of look like x-rays. They look like an x-ray of a person's maybe upper torso and shoulders. Not perfect. But it almost looks like rib bones, uh, bone structure, and something that kind of looks like a tie and a collar. Spooky. And I got two photos like that. And out of all the 10 years that I did ghost hunting stuff, um, those were probably the most interesting things that, that I got on film or happened. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I know there's lots of stories you tell me all the time about, especially our our local hotspot, the old Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Yes. Uh, that... uh. There's there's a lot of people that like to make uh, Waverly way more exciting and interesting than it actually is. If Waverly had that much exciting stuff going for other people, that's great. Um, right. <laughs> I've in the time that we were there before uh, transitioning out of the group and everything before they made it a little more private and started charging for tours and doing the haunted house. Um, I spent a lot of time up there. Took a lot of footage. Never had anything happen. Never got sick, never had any weird sensation. The only phenomena that happens there that anybody can experience, and I still think this is just a, a light phenomenon, but anybody can do this. If you place a flashlight at the end of one of the long halls and you will sit there and watch, whether you do it with a camera or you do it with your naked eye, at some point the flashlight will dim as if something that is semi-transparent passes in front of it. I find that very fascinating. I have yet to find anything on optical illusion that causes that, regardless of whether it's a naked eye or a camera. But um, it looks like something that's semi-transparent, almost like as if a shadow could three-dimensionally just pass in front of the light. Billy Zane? Yes, the shadow. Oh. No, he was the phantom. He was the phantom. Alec Baldwin was, Alec Baldwin was the shadow. shadow. Yeah. He knows. He does know. Only. I think Kenner made those toys. Uh, I've got the yeah. uh, clear plastic shadow figure. Was that like a Malaway or something? No, it was in the Toys R Us. Uh, or KB. Why do you have that? I don't know, because it looked cool. Oh. It's still in the package if anybody out there wants to buy that. The sweaty shadow. Um, <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, so that phenomenon, if you go to Waverly and they'll allow you to sit at the end of a hall long enough, um, yeah, you can see that for yourself. True. But uh, no playing... Roll the ball back and no forth. No little kid rolled the ball at us. I didn't. Did you go to room 502? I've been to 502. Yeah. Was there any ghostly hanging nurses? Nope. None of that. Didn't they? From time to time, don't you hear that that whole story is kind of just an urban legend that there's no real evidence of any nurse ever hanging herself a lot in, of that, the, that, in Waverly? A lot of the things that they tell you happen at Waverly, the group that actually was seriously researching the historical portion of it, mm-hmm. um, I talked to, and this has been a long time ago, one of the people that was helping do that, and they were going up there and finding like old syringes and things like that, and they were looking for medical records. And right. They can't find any evidence of probably about half the stories <laughs> that come out of Waverly that that stuff happened. Now, I'm not going to tell you not to go visit Waverly if you have the time and a little bit of money. Uh, when they have something going on. It's a fascinating building. Uh, you can imagine how beautiful it was when it was constructed, all the marble and everything. Oh, yeah. was and, in there. I mean, and there's a lot of history there. Yeah, it's a very historical building. A lot of people did lose their lives there, and it was used for a long time and for many things, from 
you know, the, as we know, the tuberculosis, uh, I had it there for elderly, a lot of elderly patients were taken care of there. Uh, the building is extremely fascinating. Go, you know, if you're in the area, you can go see it. But personally, from what I've been told and what I've seen, I didn't have the uh, giant, you know, there was no ghostly encounters everywhere you turn. You know, the, the scariest little... thing for me was you'd turn a corner and you'd see a red light out the side of your eye and it was one of the guys working security that was standing in one of the hallways <laughs> uh, at the stairwell smoking a cigarette. No little shadowy black gnomes outside. None of the, none of the phantasm midgets out in the yard <laughs> like you'd see in some photos. So yeah, so yeah. Ho hopefully we didn't rain on too many parades there. But yeah, nope. Waverly... If you really dig into some stuff about Waverly, it's not near what it's cracked up to be. Yeah, still a cool building. I'm I'm not uh, telling you know dissuading anybody that's into ghosts, the paranormal, not to continue to go out and look if you enjoy it. But a lot of the places are made to be a little more spectacular, right? Than they really are. But then I've talked to some people that have done investigations other places, and I mean, short of the roof coming off the place and levitating for them, you know, they they get lots of stuff. So. Hey, there's all kinds of places to go visit. So, Chad, when when you were back in ghost hunting and stuff, mm -hmm. and went to places regularly, th this was always one of my uh, pet peeves on uh, any kind of ghost hunting paranormal show. Yeah. Did you guys have your group medium that went with you to communicate with the ghosts? Carrie has utilized a medium on some of her investigations. <laughs> I have never had one. I knew a medium that was uh, that worked with Carrie and spoke with her on several occasions, but I was never in an investigation where I was utilizing the assistance of a medium. Because now, I'm not saying that it's all fake. It's like great if you can communicate with spirits, whatever you want to call it. That's that's great. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. And some of the shows that use them, it's fine because so when they get the I feel. You know, when they say that, oh, well, this room has a negative feeling or something. Mm -hmm. Sure, great. I believe in that. I've I've been walked into places that you can kind of tell have just a just a just dreary down feel to them. Uh -huh. But it's the ones like on what was the one British one? Uh, was it Most Haunted? I think so. What yeah. my favorite schlocky ghost hunting one of all time. That if you have a guy on your ghost hunting team that has a spirit guide. Sure. With a name mm -hmm. and will tell you anything you want. Um, why haven't you proven that there are ghosts and ESP and things like that? If if you have a little spirit guide beside you named Sam mm -hmm. that can go, uh, yeah, there's a ghost right there in the corner, dude. He's uh, smoking a pipe. His name's Bob. And he likes to uh, go to the park on Wednesdays. Wednesday. Then, then uh, you should be able to like really do some hardcore proof on stuff and... <laughs> you shouldn't be on a ghost hunting show. I'm I'm rewinding back. I'm seeing something. It's hold on. My guide's talking to me. I've What's got, that, Sam? I've got no, no. I've got to go back. No. Okay. My guide TiVo says that this is a group of people who are probably upset because they're dead. TiVo. Yeah, he's TiVo. TiVo takes me through. TiVo's your, your spirit guide. TiVo is my spirit guide. He takes me. He bring he brings up the guy. I bring up the guide. TiVo. My and, my uh, spirit guide's uh, Roku. Roku. <laughs> yeah. Is that yours? Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I, I know all this takes. There's a little bit of faith in all this stuff. Ghost hunting. Well, and that 
and not even just ghost hunting, but it, it's the whole psychic slash medium slash whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. thing in general to where I, I do believe there's a certain amount of it. But when I start calling, you know, bullcrap on things is when you have these people that sit around and act like talking to ghosts or spirits or whatever is just the same as me and you sitting here talking across the table from each other recording a show where they do it all the time and it's second nature to them and it's great. Where it's like, okay, so if you can do that, if you're that good at it and it happens that naturally for you, why haven't you done something to kind of prove this to people to maybe progress it a little bit more and instead of people calling you a wacko and doing stuff that nobody believes in, you can prove it and maybe get that out there as a little bit more of a science instead of just a, oh, you're a crackpot that says they talk to dead people. Well, I mean, I there's a, have been groups that have gone to a certain extent and point and tried to scientifically prove it. And I mean, you know, you have large universities that have, you know, parapsychology groups and they manifest ghosts within the group and... Or oh yeah, where, what was the one college that did that? The huge study. I think they even made a movie loosely based on it, where they mm-hmm. actually created a uh, created a poltergeist. A poltergeist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and I cannot recall the name right now. I even have a set of their their cards for their psychic training. I have set those from the nineteen twenties. Um. Yeah. So. If anyone out there, basically why I kind of wanted to do this show is I'm, I'm, we're going to do this as a bridge. I'm going to bring Carrie on to talk about some of her ghost experiences and psychics she's worked with. But uh, if anyone out there has had a different experience with either ghosts, a medium, both, uh, get in contact with us. Give us a shout out through Facebook, email us. Uh, we'd like to talk to you about your story and what happened. Yeah, if you And if there's anybody out there that is that good of a medium and wants mm-hmm. to prove me wrong and punch me in the face. Right now you should be sensing that we're, we're sending out a message for you to contact. I'm us. thinking of a number between one and three. Get on that old, uh, paranormal guys website and hit that email, the guys button. And here's, here's some of the things that I found fascinating about ghost hunting too, is, uh, things like residual hauntings. When you look at the technology that we, were using, you know, in the um, 70s, 80s, 60s, with recording tapes. You know, they just use uh, magnetic particles, basically. And nature can replicate that in a lot of things. Most of your places that have residual hauntings, they sit atop um, rock structures that have some magnetic fields, running water. Uh, So a lot of times during rainstorms, things that would kind of reactivate the hauntings, you'll have people, there's been cases where they've recorded basketball games that are going on inside of closed gymnasiums at schools that sit atop of a large, you know, rock formation, things like running water that would reactivate and then kind of like just replay and they could record that. Isn't a limestone? Limestone. Something to Uh do with that as well. Yeah, limestone, large limestone foundations. Uh, A lot of haunted houses and locations, even places where the houses don't exist anymore, there's a lot of limestone or running water in the ground. So... I think there's a very scientific explanation to some things that are perceived as hauntings. Electromagnetic fields. Um, there's places where, like an example, they've had places in factories where people have had a strange sensation. Um, and they would there would be a giant fan, a giant electrical fan that would be there. And as soon as they removed the fan, that feeling of dread or 
um, a presence would not be felt anymore. So I do think there is a scientific explanation that we do understand right now that causes sensations like that in people. People that um, have naturally high amounts of um, electromagnetic field energy that they, like you might know somebody that can't wear a, a wristwatch that takes a battery. Sometimes those people feel like they see ghosts or are in tune with things or people that live under the nice big cancer towers where they yeah. you know, relay <laughs> electricity. They have a lot of um, visions or ghost experiences. So I do think that affects the mind and whether they are actually seeing a true event or um, it's just something that they're manifesting because of these fields, who knows? But I think that it'd be pretty amazing if we took some of the technology that they use to hunt ghosts, they could combine that with a phenomenon like, say, you watch virtual reality movies at your house, and basically the way the whole machine works and puts it together, it's like the way haunted locations replay things and people see it. That'd be kind of cool. But, you know, what do I know? I'm not a scientist. Chris, are you asleep? What? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Doze off. I mean, I can stop talking to me. <laughs> you can talk about Irish witches. Or... That's the most you talked on this show forever. <sighs> yeah, I know I'm tired now. I know how I can, uh, I know how I can get out of doing shows now. Just talk about ghosts or sheep squatch and I don't know that boom. much about sheep squatch. <laughs> But yeah, uh, ghosts, paranormal entities, all that, it's very fascinating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I always ask for those stories, I kind of hope we'll get a big glut of ghost stories we can do an episode on. But alas, I have not gotten enough. Now, one one we have got, it wasn't really a story, but it was uh, asking about something fairly close to where I live. Yeah, one of our listeners was going out there to do a little research. We haven't heard back on that yet. No, but uh, Tenpenny Bridge mm-hmm. is a place here uh, just outside of Charlestown. I think it's out, actually outside of city limits. I think it's like right down the road from yeah, the house Yeah, it's here, a few miles it? from here. Yeah. yeah. But we're planning on trying to do a show about that because uh, there's also a very haunted building that is supposedly, I don't know whether it's right by the bridge or connected with the bridge. It's, it's right around in there, mm-hmm. but it's known to be... Some, supposedly very haunted as well. So we're going to try to do a whole show of, uh, you know, things that are within walking distance from my house. Uh-huh. What's the general story with Tin Penny Bridge? Now I've heard a little bit of a couple different stories. Now but what have the, you heard? the end game of the story is usually the same. That it's, you set some pennies on the bridge in a mm-hmm. stack Okay. You turn out your you turn your car off and turn the lights out, and then a little bit later you try to start the car. It won't start, and the pennies are all crazy spread out, disheveled. That part is usually always the same. Mm-hmm. The what causes that? There's about twenty different versions of uh, somebody was taken out there and killed. There was a girl that was raped and killed. There was somebody that hung themselves. There, there's about. I don't know how many versions of the someone, something bad happened to someone in one way or another Hmm. around that bridge. And that's their ghost. Like with the pennies, you know, I wonder, I wonder with the library down here, if you could find a story, like in one of their old newspapers library. Yeah. The library that's down here. Don't they still keep a lot of newspaper archives at the library? 
What's a library? Library. Oh, library. There yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. We yeah. got a library here in town. Great. Maybe you should go you do know, some research I, one day. That's Chad, I never thought of that. You, sir, are a genius. Well, I am a professional. You know, a uh, normal person, with me not realizing that the library would be a good resource, would be appalled. <laughs> by somebody's ignorance? <laughs> they would be. <laughs> I tell you. No, that might be a good thing. Go uh, take the girls one day and say, here, read some uh, uh, Pound Puppy books. And <laughs> They still have Pound Puppy books. Uh, maybe. Huh. My Little Pony? Yeah. I mean, there you go. There's some bronies out here, I'm sure. That's right. Got to keep that library thick, yo. Here, here's some Tolstoy. Read this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to try to do a uh, show on that subject alone. I mean, try. Yeah. I mean, it might be a short show. Maybe. Maybe we'll use that as a bridge show to another episode. Because there's a bridge. Bridge layer. G.I. Joe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, Ten Penny Bridge. (laughs) So, what's the deal with the haunted house you're telling me about? Uh, That one I actually have no idea about, other than there's a house somewhere on the same road that Ten Penny Bridge is on, and I think it's fairly close to Ten Penny Bridge that's supposedly really haunted is it a dilapidated old mansion near your home and some play the say, say the place is haunted but you don't believe in such myths yeah but late one night in the uppermost window of the top floor you see a light you decide to investigate and you never return that happened once yeah i think it did i, I used to play that record all the time <laughs> <laughs> but no i don't i don't really know the story at all behind that other than it it's there huh yeah i mean down in Brandenburg, uh, there's supposed to be a lot of haunted locations. One's even gone now, the old high school. Well, it was my grade school. They'd put all the bodies there after the 74 tornado. People said you could hear stuff there all the time, but now, of course, that building's long since gone. Don't you have a jailhouse pizza? We do have jailhouse pizza. That was the other thing I was going to say I know was mm. reputed to be haunted. Jailhouse pizza, the old uh, courthouse down there at uh, downtown Brandenburg, if you ever get out that way check it out they have uh fixed it up and turned it into a pizza joint you can actually go have pizza in the old jail cells and the place where they hung people they put a piece of thick plexiglass over it so you can walk over the opening and see where they used to drop people for their final little nice dip to the bottom (laughs) but because of the 74 tornado and the destruction there's supposed to be a lot of haunted locations in that area but uh i'm not familiar with every one of them well, you know, I'm not either, but it seems like the kind of Ohio Valley area, whatever you want to call it, Southern Indiana, Louisville Metro, mm-hmm. seems like there's a lot of uh, hauntings around. Yeah, and especially a lot in these river towns, which what's there, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of shale stone, yep. a lot of running Lime, water. And Southern Indiana is known for limestone. Limestone, yep. Because so. what, you've got Culbertson Mansion over in New mm-hmm. Albany, just has some ghosties hanging around. Yeah, they even do tours. I can take you through there and tell you all the ghost yeah. stories. But yeah, there's there's all kinds of little haunted places here and there to go look around. But yeah, if you're around the uh, Kentucky, southern Indiana area, if, you, if you're in the ghost, you're in the haunted locations. Downtown Louisville has a walking ghost tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of books that are based on downtown Louisville. You, you're into, uh, in a good area for that. There's tons of ghost stories around there. True that. True, sir. And you know, if... Uh, if you had any ghost stories of your own and wanted to share those, Chad. Whether you've seen one in a in your home, your basement. Have you experienced a po- poltergeist? 
if you've gone and seen them in concert, tell us about it. Yes. We'd like to know, because we like those stories. And where could one go to find out a good place to send those two, Chad? Why, they could go to paranormalguys.com. They could. Facebook.com forward slash paranormalguys. That's right. You can contact us. We'll be happy to talk to you. We, if you want to, if you want to tell us your story, we can record it and play it on the show. We could. After you sign a waiver of <laughs> intellectual property. That's right. Your story becomes ours. It is. It's all part of the Pong Empire. So we could go on the talk show and tell it like it's our mm-hmm. own. Once we've it's become inclusive in this book. <laughs> book? Uh-huh. The book. The story of Chad and Chris. The story of Pongite Nation. Why do ghosts wear white sheets? Page two ninety three. Yeah, the the uh, the South. L. Ron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, if you go on over to paranormalguys dot com, there is a link you can send us an email. You can share on our Facebook page, which is like Chad said, is facebook dot com slash paranormalguys. Mm-hmm. And while you're over on our Facebook page, go check out William Blanchard's uh, Facebook page as well. He's the gentleman that does all of the music for Paranormal Guys. Musical genius. He is. And you can find him at facebook.com slash William Blanchard Soundtrack. The uh, website also is the place to listen to the shows. Put some pictures up from time to time. Have some links to other cool sites. If you've got any comments, suggestions, something you'd like to hear, you uh, think the format should be a little bit different let us know we're still uh you know it's only been a year that's right we're, we're still uh take baby steps we're still hammering out the edges on this old boat <laughs> and uh also uh check out our uh, instagram page because we've been trying to put some new stuff up there from time to time pictograph pictograph page mm-hmm. and uh, we're just paro normal guys on there as well yep sweet and if you'd like to follow me on instagram <laughs> uh please feel free but I don't know if you know exactly what a pong guy is. I don't think I think it has other meanings in other places, Chad. From the people that are requesting to follow me, I think it might have a completely different meaning in another country. I'm not sure, but if you know what pong guy would mean somewhere else, please <laughs> P- let me know. P O N G G U Y. Yep. Chad may not be on the show much longer once he goes gets taken to a uh, federal prison. Yeah. Let's hope not. Hopefully he doesn't. So until then, have a paranormal weeks. sounds of a cave of chupacabra. You can hear him run away. What's wrong with this? I don't know. That was fine.